you keep investing, 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 investing in your own business. And you're like, crap, I didn't see any of this money. Yep. And you're getting taxed off of a $1.5 million salary, but you keep putting it in your business. And that's how you take it to the next level. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 129 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast, discussing how much money do you need to start land flipping. I'm your host, Dan Wapke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Deshaun. Deshaun asked, I want to start building relationships with deal funders, but I don't have a deal yet. Is there any way to go about that? I plan to utilize deal funding as much as possible in the future. Ron, do you want to get into this one and start from scratch if someone doesn't even know what deal funding is? Yeah, I love this. So essentially, Deshaun's in a position where he's grinding, like he has been working his tail off to get deals, and he's thinking past this part where he he's still grinding, making phone calls, sending mail, whatever it is. And he's trying to get as many deals as possible. So he basically wants to know, like, should I start making relationships with people to fund these deals once you find them? Deshaun's going to become really, really good at finding good deals. And I know he's already learning a ton. Um, so he's asking us, like, should I build relationships with people to help fund my deals? Um, I don't think it has to be too in-depth, Deshaun, to kind of answer your question. I'll be interested to see what you say, Dan. But I think... Maybe just networking, honestly, just talking to people, being active in our Wednesday calls. So people see you are there. People stay active in Discord, everything like that. I think that's the best advice I can kind of give you. Yeah. I mean, really just showing up and educating yourself is the biggest thing at this point. Without having a deal, um, there's really no reason to, um, you know, approach a deal funder other than to network. It doesn't harm to reach out and just say your future plans. You've been consistent long enough, Deshaun, that uh, I think you've been showing up, people see you and that helps like getting deal funding when they see you at on the calls, when they see you on the every Wednesday call, Friday call and all that, that really, really will help your long term relationships with that. But other than that, Ron, let's get into the show. How much money do you need? Um, I kind of wanted to start this off, Ron, talking about deal funding a little bit because, you know, I did a workshop last night and we do a webinars a lot. And one of the most common questions is how am I going to pay for these deals? So let's just start it off with nothing regarding the business or the marketing or mail expense. Let's just talk about how you don't need to buy your own deals. Yeah, I think that's kind of the number one thing because part of our business model is, I know you said don't talk about our business model, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Part of our business model is buying the property and not trying to wholesale it. We are buying it. We believe in the deal. Um, and then we're going to flip it on the market. Um, part of that is you're going to need funding or you're going to need finances. You're going to need money behind you to buy your amazing deals that you're finding. So that being said, like all you need to do is become really good at finding great deals. There is so much money in our community. There's millions and millions of dollars in our community of people who are looking to fund good deals. Yeah. If you can become good at finding good deals, like I don't think there's really a limit to the amount of money you can find as long as you keep a good, uh, keep a good reputation, I think in this and don't screw people over. I think that's a really important thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the main part of deal, deal funding. Yeah. And what happens like the cycle of land flipping, I was explaining this last night, like you have a land flipper coming in with nothing, right? They want to get involved in real estate and land investing. They want to make more freedom for themselves and their family. They have nothing, very limited funds, right? They put all their money to mail. They start using deal funding. They get some deals back. Then they start pocketing some money. They start paying for some of their deals themselves. Then they get even a boatload of money and they start paying for other people. So as the 
uh, nature of land flipping gets more and more seasoned on, I feel like there's more like the, the pool of money out there is growing because it is so profitable. And a lot of people are have that capital coming in to reinvest. Like when we first started, I would never in a million years think that we'd have the amount of money we have to invest in other people's deals around. Like thinking of our what our banks look like now versus then is just crazy to me. I was thinking that last night, actually, like the stand, our standards of what cash is has raised just because land flipping what it's done to us. Um, but let's get into Ron. Let's talk about mail. So we we market different ways. Obviously, if you guys have been following us for a while, you know our main method is mail. There's also texting and cold calling we're doing. Uh, you can do some email stuff. There's a lot of different ways to reach people. Mail's by far been the most profitable for us. So let's talk about money needed for mail because that's how we actually acquire properties. Yep. That's how we're actually getting those leads and those uh, those leads into our system, Ron. Yeah, and mail from a dollar's perspective is the most expensive way to acquire land. From an ROI perspective, it is the cheapest way to acquire land, meaning you are gonna get more deals if you value your time. Like if, if you don't value your time and you're saying your time's worth zero dollars, cold calling is gonna be the cheapest thing because there's gonna be literally no expenses. Um, but that being said, like we get a deal for every 2000 mailers we send, I spend about, or our data person spends about two, three hours to price 2000 mailers, which is two, three hours. Then we get a deal that's profit profiting us 20 to $25,000 right. every single time on average. That is what we're getting. So yes, mail is not, it's about 60 cents per mailer. The way we do it a little over 60 cents per mailer, the way we do it. Um, so it's not the cheapest thing, but at the same time, if I spend $1,200 on mail, two to three hours, so another couple hundred dollars on my data person to price the mail, a couple hundred dollars on my salesperson to take those calls, let's just say I'm $2,000 all in and I get a $20,000 profit deal. So that's kind of the numbers I look at it with mail. Um, but that being said, it is not the cheapest way if you don't have a lot of funds behind you. It's the most expensive, but the most efficient. You're going to get the best return on investment. Efficiency also, if word, you, yeah. yeah, efficiency is the word we're looking for there. And for every mailer we send out, which is what, 60 cents? I think it just raised to 62 cents. So for every mail piece of 62 cent envelope, that's two pages, an envelope, and a stamp on it for 62 cents, we get an average of $6.50 back around there of profit, of gross profit. So our sales, what we bought the or what we're selling the property for minus the cost of the property, we're getting $6.50 back from that. And that's a number to keep in mind when you're spending hours and hours cold calling and when you're spending hours and hours texting like, Yes, it's good to utilize those for certain things, but you also like mail is just extremely dominant. They get the piece of paper in their envelope. They hang it on their fridge. It's a purchase agreement, legal binding contract there, Ron. So it's it's really powerful for them to get. But before we go into the next segment, Ron, if you guys would please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you guys have not, it really helps spread our mission of you know creating freedom and keeping this completely ad-free. Right now, it's 100% ad-free please leave us a review on Apple podcast so we can always stay that way and spread our mission of freedom. Ron, let's get into alternative ways to mail. So mail's our bread and butter. That's what we teach. That's what we do. Um, that's 90, 80, 90% of our business is through mail. Let's talk about other alternatives to direct mail, Ron. Yeah. I mean, cold calling is something we've been talking about quite a bit in the community because I understand and we understand some people like might have $700 behind them, maybe less than that, and they're just ready to grind it out. They'll make thousands of phone calls, uh, which is going to be the cheapest way to get into land, I think. If you're just trying to find the cheapest way to get into land, you don't want to like you don't have crazy goals this year. Um, 
then cold calling is probably a thing. It's going to take you 500, 700, 1,000 calls potentially to get an actual deal, I think. Uh, someone was messaging me last night in Discord, and I told him, like, I just don't have the numbers to really tell you exactly, but preliminary numbers are going to tell you it's going to be 600 to 800 cold calls to get a deal, um, which is a significant amount of time. Again, I told him, I told him we're going after bigger deals right now with cold calling, so it is going to be a few less calls when you're going after five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar deals. But that being said, the time is going to be quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think you can get it down from six six hundred to eight hundred. I would be surprised if it went over for a ten thousand dollar deal. I think you could acquire three hundred every three to five hundred. You should be acquiring a property. I would imagine that's just my guess. Um, and it's finding it's finding the best way to get a hold of these people too, Dan, because it's it's really it's difficult hard to, to get, get a hold. Phone. Yeah. And that's where texting comes in. Send out text, set an appointment, say, are you interested in keep it broad? Don't try to get them a purchase agreement from the text. Try to get them on the phone and use your sales skills. And that, uh, like we I was talking the other day with my salesperson and his biggest objective to buying these properties, to these cold calls is actually getting a hold of them, actually telling what we're doing, actually getting them on the phone, explaining everything. That's the biggest hurdle for cold calling. So I think you can utilize things like text to help uh, help that process, help get them on the phone because we want to get them on the phone to negotiate, to talk. That's where the money is made on the phone with them talking. The money's not made, making these dials, you know, just going around in circles trying to get a hold of these people. And I think texting can help utilize that, Ron. Yeah, I for sure. And we're saying it's like, it, it adds up. If you start cold calling, you start texting, like the money behind this is, it's not going to be the same as mail. It's not going to be 60 cents per contact or anything like that. Uh, but you skip tracing is over 10 cents. Uh, pulling the data is around 10 cents. Uh, so it's going to be up to 20, 25 cents per contact, I not think. Free. No, it's definitely not a free way to get in. Uh, but the margins in this business, guys, are so unbelievable. It's it's a good place to start. Cold calling, you're going to learn a ton, listen to education, watch podcasts, watch YouTube videos, and you're going to learn so much. It's a good place to start if you don't have the finance behind you. Yeah, I completely agree. It's not free. And then cold calling, like, we we can get a direct mail, like I said, two envelopes or a, an envelope, two pages and a stamp in someone's house with a targeted price on it for 70 cents all in run. Yep. And that's the numbers we're working with. How much is that going to be cost to get that person on the phone to get tell them what we, like our envelopes and our pages tell them exactly what we do um, and explain our business and what we're looking to do. And it cuts out a lot of the BS on the phone. So it's like we said or mentioned earlier, Ron, it's just a more efficient way to contact somebody. I mean, yeah, it's without a doubt. That's the that, that's the main reason we do mail. It's so, so scalable. Um, if you're scaling cold calling, you're going to need a lot more systems in place than scaling mail. Yeah. You're going to need people. You're going to need dialers. You're going to need a lot of different stuff um, to scale cold calling where you can get out a thousand calls a day or something like that, yeah. where I have my data analyst literally right this second. He is pricing mail to go out and he can get three to four thousand done per day. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You got to look at scalability, but our mission is providing freedom and creating freedom. And if you don't have thousands of dollars to send mail, there's still so much value in, you know, the county selection process that we teach on all of the different things we teach in our program. There's so much value of continuing to do that same stuff. But now that's dialed with that price, right? So we have that price in mind. We have that five acres. We know we're offering Jim in Hamilton County, Ohio, 55,000 for that five acres, Ron. So now we, we have it all priced out. We have the county selected. We went through the whole process. 
But oh. the thing that changed is the pricing. So, or not the pricing. The thing that changed is actually sending the mail. Now we're dialing or texting or a combination of the both. But you got to look at your funnel. Like, think of it as your processes. Where are you starting and where are you ending? And you have to build your funnel out properly. So um, that will come with experience round. But I don't, I don't want people to just start randomly calling. I think they have to have some sort of plan going into it rather than just calling. Like, there, you're going to, you make 100 calls a day. You're going to have hundreds of leads. Like, creating the systems to take, keep track of everything in your CRM and just staying organized is very, very important with cold calling because it will get lost fast. Yeah. And I, I don't, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. If you, I, I see a lot of people that are just like, have, you need some kind of direction and that's all Daniel is saying. Uh, like just pulling up a list and calling them. Like if you don't know what you need to buy it for, for every lead you get, are you just going to reach out to someone in the community or something like that? It's not going to be, if be an efficient way to do things. That's what you don't want to do. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. There are cheaper ways to do it than mail. There is going to be success in those cheaper ways. I know there's people successfully doing it. We're getting deals cold calling. Uh, we just don't know, have all the data behind us yet to be able to tell you guys exactly the process, but you do need to have direction. It cannot just be calling a list of vacant landowners and then just like asking them how much money they want. Because they're all going to say they want to, I mean, 80, 50, 70% are going to say they want to sell depending on the price. So you have to have that behind you on. Because what happens in our Discord and on these calls, they're like, oh, I talked to a guy on the phone. Um, he's interested in selling his property. What should I offer him? It's like they have no idea that we're coming in at 40%. So it's a numbers game, just like our mail is run. You need a price. You need to find a way to wean these people out who are going to be unmotivated. You need to find the people who are looking to sell their land for money, for whatever it is. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing, finding motivated sellers um, who need the cash quicker. And if you, if you go in without the direction, guys, you're going to waste so, so, so much time. Uh, and it's just, it's going to yield so few deals, if any. Yeah. And you're going to spin your wheels for uh, someone who's not even interested in selling their land. They might be interested at 130% of what it's worth, but they might not be interested at 30, 40, 50%. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. That's why we're still pricing these before we make the calls because it's going to save you time in the back end. Pricing your list up front, it's going to take more time up front, two hours, whatever everyone says for 2,000 mailers, it's going to take two hours. But then you have your ammunition. It's all priced out. We know exactly what we can offer someone around that plus minus negotiations. Um, and that's a good place to start. Then start dialing, then put it in your CRM, keep everything organized. Uh, it, it, like the more I think about that, Ron, with cold calling, your operations are going to be much, much more stressed than mail, like you were saying. I just think that's really important to keep like, Ron, you got to keep notes on these. You're going to call a hundred people a week. That's going to get lost versus sending 2000 mailers. We're going to get 15 responses in, you know, two purchase agreements or four purchase agreements or whatever versus cold calling. You're going to have all of these contacts. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. And then if you're not recalling people who don't answer, like, because you are spending money to get their numbers, you're spending money to get their data. There's a lot of money that is not a ton of money compared to, uh, mail but there is money being sent so you need to have systems for this don't just i think i'm kind of beating a broken record in by saying like do not just go into this and start dialing people the first step is gauging motivation don't get me wrong the first step is gauging motivation but you if you have no idea what your price point is then it's it's going to be wasted time you're going to be spinning your wheels yeah i agree i don't have much more to add so we already touched on you know find the great deals and you'll get deal funding there's yeah. too much money in the group and i wanted to touch on that again like going back once you guys start cold calling you're texting and you start getting these people at 40 percent and you're doing what ron and i was saying you're pricing your list you have it 
40% you're offering them or 35, whatever that list is, um, or that pricing is, and then you're getting these leads run. Once you do all this and you do it effectively, you're going to get great deals. You're going to have a hundred thousand dollar property under contract for $40,000 and you will get deal funding. So I wanted to retouch that because that's one of the most common questions we get is the deal funding aspect. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Like you don't need to worry about that, but before we end this, Dan, let's talk for a couple of minutes about what the episode title is, how much money they actually need to get started. If oh, they're yeah. trying to get started in mail, I think <laughs> that's kind of important to answer that question at some point. Um, so let's say someone's like, they're interested. They just bought, maybe they're interested in the program, whatever it is, or they're interested in doing themselves. They want to send some mail. Like how much money do we suggest starting with, um, bare minimum if they want to do the mail side of things, mail is expensive. You're going to need three minimum $3,000 to start, like just to have it aside. Your first mailer might be cheaper than that. Yes. But having $3,000 minimum, I think is important. But after you, uh, not skip trace, after you pull the data, send the mail, it's not going to get you that many mailers out. Hopefully you get a deal or two or three from, from that $3,000. That would be like the bare minimum I start with Ron, um, leading up to on the higher end, seven to $10,000. Uh, but you can start with 3000 Like I wouldn't, if I had $3,000, I would, I would try to make it work. Uh, obviously the more money you have, the higher your chances go. And you can even come in with this episode, Ron, you can even come in and do a hybrid. Maybe you do some mail, maybe you do some cold calling. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me, like I'll, I'll give you skip tracing thing. Like if someone's ready to grind and they want to make calls and they invest in our education, even though our education is not tailored particularly for cold calling, we talk about it all the time. Like how we do the cold calling will tell you skip tracing things and 95, 90% of our education can be used for cold calling. It just, you'll just have to adjust a few things. And like I said, reach out to us and just like, I, I bought this education. I'm really interested. I want to do the cold. I want to do some cold calling. How would you guys kind of get the list of people? Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's the start of things. $3,000 I think is a good thing. And one thing you got to be invested in the business. Like you got to Listen to people who are doing this successfully and you got to be willing to put money in each month. It can't just be three. In my opinion, it shouldn't just be $3,000 and like this set aside. Like, yeah, you want that money set aside and that's your starting point, but you also got to be able to put in a few hundred dollars each month and willing to continue investing, growing this business. Uh, Cause you're going to get deals and what's going to happen. You're going to spend that $3,000 on mail. You're going to have two deals and then you're going to be out of money if yeah. you weren't adding. And those deals might make you twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 and you know that's coming, but it's going to cause a delay in your business if you're not continually investing month over month. Yeah. So to wrap that up, I think three, we always say three to $7,000. I'm sure if you guys have uh, been here before or listened to us, you've probably heard that before, but three to $7,000 is a good starting point for mail. And if you guys, you know, if you guys are willing to make two, 300 calls a day and just grind and don't have any money, come work for us at Apkeland, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> make, make some calls for sure. But yeah, I think a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars if you're willing to cold call stuff like that. And you're just having your mind, like, I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to take this education on. I'm going to save money each month. I know I eventually want to send mail, but for now I'm going to make some calls. Like I yeah. think you can do this for $1,500 and get some uh, killer deals. Yeah. And and the thing is too, I was talking to someone on a consultation, like maybe you have $1,500 now, but maybe you have a job and you can put $500 aside yep. or a thousand dollars aside every month, two months, or maybe you have a really, you know, high paying job and you can put $2,000, you know, a month or something. Having that ongoing cash flow at first, I know it's your goal to leave your job or whatever it is for a lot of people, but it does provide you some flexibility up front to be able to pay your bills, to be able to put a little excess money into your um into your business 
you know, maybe you get a quarterly bonus or an annual bonus with your with your nine to five job, and maybe you can dump all that in the land and that helps accelerate you. So uh, that's what I also see with a lot of people with jobs, Ron. It doesn't matter upfront necessarily. Have fifteen hundred dollars, have three thousand, but if you can put five to hundred a month or a thousand a month or two thousand a month, whatever your number is, that adds up quick and that helps you scale and stay consistent with the business. It's any business really, and we're getting into some different things. We'll end this here in a second, but like the more that there's two ways you can kind of invest in your business. It's like financially by putting more money into the business or it's with your time by educating yourself. And that's so in both of those at first are so, so important, putting time into it, educating yourself, and then obviously putting money into it. Like Daniel said at the beginning, like the money we have behind us to fund other people's deals, it's because we're selling these deals, we're making money, but we're not just throwing the money in our bank accounts. Like we're keeping it in our business, reinvesting, and that's why we have all these people around us, reinvesting in our people, reinvesting in uh, other people's deals as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the rabbit hole you can go down when you first start. Like you keep investing, 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 investing in your own business, and you're like, crap, I didn't see any of this money, yep. and you're getting taxed off of a $1.5 million salary but you keep putting it in your business and that's how you take it to the next level. Eventually you'll pull some of that money out, enjoy yourself obviously like that. But that's all I have. Thank you guys for joining. If you guys have not, please, please leave us a review on Apple podcast. It really helps us grow this business and spread our mission. We appreciate it as always guys. Thank you for joining and we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks everyone.